Welcome to the role-playing hour. Last weekend, we were at Oz Comic Con. Here is something of what happened. I'm speaking to... Can you explain what your costume is, sir? We'll try to put the mic up right under your muzzle. I'm Rainbow Dash from the Pegasus Pony. And that, is that a form of my little pony, or is it someone else's large pony, or what kind of pony is it? Little ponies, mostly. You're a, you are a rather large winged pony yourself and you have a kind of punk hairdo rebelling against Thatcher or what is that? Pretty much, just mixing it up a bit. Uh, we've, we have, we've had a brony on the show before. Uh, would you classify yourself as one of the brony persuasion or is it an ironic joke? No, I'm pretty big brony. Uh, and uh, can you tell us about the, uh, the brony lifestyle? I imagine is it, it's a joyous... People tell me, I mean... It gets a bad rap, but people tell me it's a joyous thing. It's guys who like My Little Pony, and it's, and people should stop, you know, making jokes about it. Is that would you agree with that? It's a pretty odd fandom, but it's got a lot of bad side to it. Where um, the Cloppers make a bad name for what are the what are the Cloppers? The Cloppers are people who find ponies sexually attractive. Ah, uh, so you would hate it if a young lady today in a skimpy costume found you sexually attractive in your pony costume, that would be horrible? I want a girl that loves me for me, not the pony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not about the pony ladies, stop that alright, because girls do love ponies, so uh, stop exploiting bronies for their sexy pony costumes ladies, let that be a warning to you all. Is, is it a community or is it like an isolated, is it like a terrorist cell? You only know a few other bronies, no one contacts the head Osama Bin Brony. How does it work? Uh, yeah, it's a massive fandom and yeah, it's pretty big. You're cosplaying and we wanted to Cosby play. We have various lines that Bill Cosby has said throughout his career. We're wondering if you'd like to say them. This cream, this cream of wheat has lumps, I'm gonna gag. There we go. That's from Fat Albert. That is some Cosby play from My Little Pony Brony. Thank you, sir, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. And remember, make the ladies respect you for you. Don't, don't go for any one-night stands or anything. If, they, if you get up in the morning and they're still trying to feed you hay, they're not loving you for you. They're loving you for the pony. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Now, hello, sir. I'd like you to evoke your costume for the people at home, but it won't quite evoke the power or the sexiness, so can you just please do your best to make it live in the imagination of the listener? Forge your own paths, or join with us now, and together we will see Rome tremble. There we go, so some form of Roman... Thracian. Thracian! Thracian! I used to sell slaves, incidentally, and I had some Thracians, and there were some Dacians and Macedonians and some Celts and some Gauls. I got good prices for Thracians. You guys have uh, very good teeth and strong thighs, usually, you know, quite good for breaking rocks. So, uh, the great work. Thank you. We pride ourselves on our thighs. As you should. Um, oh, my God, actually, my friend, the uh, Russian MMA wrestler, Alyosha, uh, I believe he wants to challenge you to some form of duel. Alyosha, please. No, hello, I see a, a person walking with tiny claws and the big muscles, and I think we must fight for dominance in middle of a room full of nerds, yes? Yes. <laughs> now, usually I think that the uh, gag of evoking the costume for radio is hilarious, but actually we have an excellent Batman costume here, so it's a bit uh, sad that you can't see the costume. Can you describe just how good... I think you might be the real Batman. Can you uh, describe... Is that real Kevlar, sir? Are you immune to bullets? It is actually real Kevlar, yes. 
I'm Batman. Oh my god. I, I, I noticed that if you say Tina Turner's name many times really fast, uh, you actually sing the Batman theme song. Would you like to sing that with me, Batman, your own theme song? Tina, Tina Turner, Turner, Tina Turner, Tina Turner, Tina Turner, 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 Batman! Uh, I hear Robin died recently in the comics, like about a month ago. Are you recruiting? I mean, I don't want to bring up rough memories, but are you recruiting and I do have a yellow belt? They're not related. They might be related. Well, I do have two spares. Oh, you had two spells. All oh, right. Well, you know, if anything happens to them, like I said, um, I, I, I did one, I did uh, one semester of judo. Uh, I will look you up. How many semesters of judo do you usually need to get into the Bat Cave? Four to five. Four to five. All right. I keep working on it. And thank you, uh, Batman. And thank you for keeping us all safe here. Thank you, Mr. Cape Crusader, sir. You're welcome. I'm Batman. Now, there's just too much going on here. We can't be in enough places at once. We're going to have to get some help. I think we're going to have to send the problem-solving monks out to get our celebrity interviews while we here speak to the cosplayers because we just can't do both things at once. So are you ready, problem-solving monks? Uh, yes, I think we're ready for the task, Tim. I am ready, Brother Octavius. Excellent. Hail to the new Pope. All right, very good. Now, uh, so go out there, solve our problem, get as many celebrity interviews as you can, and then come right back. Hello, and I am here with a corset and sword saleswoman. Can you uh, describe your shop here, ma'am? Okay, we're called The Fair at Ragnarok. We're an online website that uh, we sell international as well as Australia-wide. Uh, a lot of our swords and that are LARPing weapons or live-action role-playing weapons. Um, we do have a range of jewellery, costumes, custom-made costumes made to order. Come on down, I'll take your measurements and you let me know what you want and I can make it for you. So any shape or size, then, you can get it unique for yourself? Yep, any shape or size, even weapons and accessories if need be. And so if I wanted to completely outfit, say, my cellar with uh, some swords and some corsets, um, you know, a complete kind of deluxe kit, what am I looking at there? How, how, mu how much is that going to set me back? Uh, well, probably looking at about... Mm, 500 to to $1,000 mark, I'd say. Because I'm expecting a friend um, at some point... Uh, to bring into my corset and sword cellar. Uh, and is it easy to get a... I'm, I'm not really used to corsets. Is it easy to get one onto a person, say, if their hands were bound behind their back by some form of handcuff or hogtie? Uh, maybe this one that has the uh, doesn't have the arm straps, but... Um and uh, rapid weight loss, uh, will, it, will it be adjustable in case there was a sudden and dramatic weight loss? Yes, definitely. They do have the strings at the back so you can loosen and tighten them. Um, and they're very sexy looking if you want to... And blood stains, easy to get out, that sort of thing? Oh yeah, it's all latex. It just washes off with a wet damp cloth. And then if suddenly, sadly, uh, I needed to re-enlarge it again, say I got someone new in after a sudden loss of someone previously, then that would be, it would be easy to adjust back again? Yes, very easy to adjust. Fascinating. I think I might have to make some purchases. And you at home as well, a mail order, so you can get it anonymously, I assume, then. Yeah, definitely. I've been told I'm with Adelaide's resident Green Lantern expert. Uh, what does it take to be a Green Lantern expert in this day and age, sir? A lot of reading and space knowledge. Now, Green Lantern, with his ring, can imagine anything, and then it becomes solid. Is that right? He uses his will to create anything that he can possibly imagine, but it has its limits. Uh, so, limits as in moral limits, or uh, because, I mean, seriously, what's the first thing you would do if you had that power? Besides using it to fly, I'd create 
the biggest weapon I could. Biggest weapon? I was thinking slightly different. I was thinking I'd create an issue of Maxim, one where you could nearly see the nipple. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be exciting with the Green Lantern power? Uh, I reckon I'd probably use up all the power of the ring. Oh, da- it would be worth it, though. Yeah. It would be worth it. I mean, what's the worst Green Lantern ring joke you've ever heard? I haven't actually heard any jokes or bad jokes about Green Lantern. Well, I've heard Superman ones. Give us a Superman one. I thought Green Lantern ring would be easy, but all right, Superman one. Superman one. Um, all right, well, you know, Superman sees Wonder Woman or Invisible Woman or somebody in their apartment. Superman goes, oh, yeah, I can just do a quickie. Bolts in, bolts back out because he's faster than a speeding bullet. And it was the Invisible Man the entire time. <gasps> I often uh, use uh, the power of my ring to harness my will and release the chocolate hostage. Do you, does Green Lantern ever use the power of his ring to do that? Release him from captivity? To release people, yeah, but... The chocolate hostage? I could see him doing that. Uh-huh. But I don't know how far the chocolate hostage would get. I'm here with Mr. Monkey, uh, commonly known in the modern parlance as Monkey Magic, technically incorrect, but here he is, Mr. Monkey. Hello, sir. How are you? Did you park your cloud out the front, or what's the deal? I parked it out the cloud, uh, out, uh, blah, 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 at the top, yeah. And I wanted to ask, Trippy Taka, uh, hit it, not hit it? Ah, uh, well, Japanese culture, guess so. So you, you would hit, I, I would hit Trippy, Alyosha, you'd hit Trippy Taka too, I believe. What? Sorry, I did not hear you. Probably not in that particular way. The controversy over your use of a certain derogatory phrase in an early episode, uh, I believe the word started with a P, if you're familiar with something that Monkey might have said in an early episode. Uh, A bit of water under the bridge. Do you have anything to say about that controversy now, looking back? It's all in the translation. I'm here speaking to Mr. Hawkeye. Hello, Mr. Hawkeye. It's an honor to be here. I've seen from the internet that there is the Hawkeye Initiative. Because there's uh, uh, women in uh, comics are portrayed in a certain way by male artists. And then, so uh, to take that back, people have been drawing Hawkeye in the similar poses that women are often in. Seductive, revealing poses. Is that true? I have heard there is some truth to the fact. I like the point they're making, but I wish they would make fun of another superhero besides me. Would you like to participate in the Hawkeye Initiative here for us today at all? A bit of uh, head over the shoulder, a bit of like Pantene treatment shampoo ad stuff. Do you want me to pour this Powerade all over me? <laughs> it's sticky, I wouldn't want you to get to get sticky, but I mean, maybe some fans of Hawkeye would, but uh, you could, I don't know, you could like pull your bow and arrow back seductively across your chest, I don't know, it's up to you, it's your imagination. Can people see that on radio? Well, we have a man here with a camera, so when we put this up as a podcast on the Radio Adelaide website, we can have as our title picture. So here we are, the Hawkeye Initiative. As sexy as you can, sir. Oh, my God. Can we get them more of a hip thrust and a chest thrust at the same time, if possible? Oh, that's... You, sir, are a very good sport. That's fantastic, sir. Thank you very much. A wink, yeah, wink's good. So you wish Hawkeye would get a bit more respect than perhaps he has been getting? Absolutely. It's unfortunate that in the Avengers, as one of the six, he was treated as sort of Loki's mindless drone for most of the movie. I look forward to a more active role in the Avengers too. But having said that, you know, he made up for it in the final battle and I'm um, happy for more of that to continue. 
And there are other Avengers here. We have the Hulk. Hello, Mr. Hulk, sir. Hulk smash! Uh, and <laughs> uh, can you evoke your costume for the listeners at home? Um, it's inflated with air. And so you'll be Scarlett Johansson, is that true? Yeah. Uh, I really liked some of your work in the uh, Woody Allen movies. What was it like working with such a legendary but troubled director? Troubled. Difficult. Interesting. Very interesting. I mean, as a human being and looking, see, observing his relationship with his wife and former adopted daughter up close, did you feel there was anything strange there or do you think it is actually loving and healthy? That can't be loving and healthy, but we respect it. And your recent phone scandal um, uh, with images stolen off your phone, have you emotionally recovered from that? I don't think I'll ever emotionally recover from that. Uh, charges have been pressed, I understand. Oh, they definitely have. Those photos... Oh, some things I didn't want out there at all. I'm glad to see you walking out amongst the, the plebs and not sitting behind an autograph stand. Uh, thank you, Miss Johansson. I look forward to your next movie. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, Brother Octavius, there he is, William Shatner. Shall we go and get an interview? Oh, yes, let's do that. Let's go. Mr. William, Mr. William Shatner. Oh, my dear, it's Compline. I think we might have to go and pray. Oh, my. This is Robert O'Reilly, and I think the role-playing hour are a bunch of filthy patacks. Uh, hello, Mr. Dalek, and I understand you're here to raise awareness. Yes, we are raising awareness for tentacular cancer. Tentacular cancer, and, and what is that? It affects many colored mutants. Cancer of the tentacles. Oh, and it has a, it's affected you personally? Yes, my father, Davros, lost his entire lower half to tentacular cancer. That's, uh, that's, that's tragic. What message should we be taking home from this? The message is, please take care of your Dalek balls. Ah, thank you very much. Uh, goodbye, Mr. Dalek. Goodbye. Sorry, I'm a little bit emotional. Talking about Davros. Reports of our death are grossly exaggerated, because of course we did escape from the Arctic, didn't we, Lacey Bumthorpe? Oh, yes indeed, yes we did, we did, eventually, yes. Now we are exploring the uh, Comic-Con with the manly spirit of adventure. Earlier, my compatriot here, Lacey Bumthorpe, did uh, come into some trouble, but I then uh, managed to assist him. He was bleeding, but I spared him my own bodily fluids in a manly bond, and we're still around now to tell the story. And uh, we will continue our Arctic exploration. We're not so Arctic now. Oh, no, actually, I'm sweating a little bit, if anything. Yes, oh, that's because I'm still hugging you for warmth. I forgot to stop doing that. I'm sorry. Sorry, Lacey Bumthorpe. We're starting to attract a bit of attention around here. I've just discovered uh, a Bleep alumni, Mr. Michael Towns. How, do you, how have you been coping after the death of Bleep? I went back to Daikatana. I think the worst part is I'm starting to like it. Oh my god. Uh, we did actually, we found out the news about Tom yesterday on the radio show that uh, unfortunately Steve from Bleep did uh, kill uh, Tom from Bleep and turn him into a babushka doll. He laced, him up, laced up his torso with a um, football string and stuffed dead babies inside. Uh, how are you affected by this news? I'd say that's okay, just as long as it's very, very pretty and... Tastefully, it's very tastefully done. It, it captures uh, Tom's natural joy and charm and his love for being stuffed with babies. So why don't you make a replacement bleep? You know, get on there, start your own show. Bleep's been done, I'd rather do like bloop or blap or one of those other sort of gamey sound words. Bleep, 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 bleep. 
what is the best gaming noise? I always liked it just before Mario died, you know, it goes nah, nah. Dun, 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 dun. What's your favorite gaming noise of all time? Probably the opening chess one from Zelda, the sort of da 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 da. Do it when I take my pants off. So your favorite isn't Hey, listen, hey listen, hey, hey listen, hey, hey listen. It's not your favorite. It's giving me PTSD right now. Scarlet, I just spoke to you around the corner and here you are again. Are you, are you stalking me, Scarlet? I'll never tell. I'd, I'd, I'd like you to leave me alone. I think I know that as you think you can abuse your position as a celebrity and just follow around the regular people, but I'm beginning to feel a little bit vulnerable. Vulnerable is exactly how I want you. Oh, I'm trembling. <laughs> Again, we have a problem because we like to evoke the costumes, but um, in some cases we, we can evoke just how good the costumes are. You have a very nicely done Iron Man costume there, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Much appreciated. Did you, is this self-constructed? How did this come about? Yep, I made this myself using templates uh, from uh, one of the members of the Replica Prop Forum uh, and uh, applied it to EVA foam, as in foam floor mats, and uh, hot glued all together, uh, coated with um, wood glue for shiny effect and uh, automotive paint. Wow, did, is this, I mean, are these skills something that, that work independently as a hobby or are they related to your regular job or like how does one even learn to do all this stuff? I wouldn't know where to start. Well, for a crust, I'm actually a graphic designer, so I guess producing things, making things is, is what I do. Uh, but in terms of construction like this, no, it's pure hobby for, for a few years now. And yeah, you, you just learn online, plenty of costumers out there willing to share their um, um, you know, knowledge with everyone, so yeah. I've seen a lot of, you know, uh, people with the cheap Batman costumes that they bought at Cunningham's Warehouse and things, but you're the real deal, I think, it's safe to say here. Oh, look, costuming's about, you know, expressing your fandom. It's, you know, some people show off their skills and, and whatnot, but first and foremost, if you're a fan of something, you wear a costume of it, and, yeah, you're showing, you, you know, you're wearing your fandom on your sleeve, basically. We have another Thor. I think we have my favourite Thor. I uh, know mine's not self-constructed. Uh, no. I made the Loki outfit that's running around. Uh, this one, however, I bought because I didn't have time after making Loki. And the beard, I love the beard. How'd the beard come about? Did you have to like raid the plug hole around, you know, men's dorm or? No, it was a spare wig I had, so we cut it off and spirit gummed it to the face. It's so itchy. I've, I've, I previously I appeared on stage during the Fringe and I had a blonde wig and I had uh, Speedos and I had another blonde wig in the Speedos so that I had a like, blonde wig running down my leg. Have you gone that far for your Thor costume? Oh, not yes. that far. Yes, he has. Thank you, Pepper. Uh, not quite. <laughs> but there's still a reasonable amount of dedication on display. And, um, I have stuffed my crotch. Uh, there we go. That's what we need. That's all we need, yes. And so you are... Uh, here, Pepper. So you're Iron Man. Is that Iron Man's friend, or I'm having trouble? PA. Okay. Yes. So you're the one that used to go out with Brad Pitt, right? Yeah, I'm the one that runs his life. Uh, and um, so, is it painful looking back on the Brad Pitt memories now and Angelina? Um, not particularly because I mean. You moved on. You have Thor now. Exactly. Who needs Brad? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I've got Thor and Iron Man under my wig. I'm all good. I, have a, I, I know someone who they said they're coming here with a picture of their cat and they're going to go to Richard Dean Anderson and ask him to sign their pussy. That's a true story. That's uh, yeah, But you haven't got any signatures or anything like that so far. But Black Widow has an interesting story about someone's shirt. Whose shirt did she try to get to take off? 
another Scarlett Johansson following me around all day, Scarlett. Oh, please. Don't flatter yourself, honey. <laughs> I asked if I could get Jason Monroe's um, top off, and that didn't work out very well. He laughed. The security didn't come in, though. No, 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 no. My top was very zipped down. You, uh, 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 we'll just try to, we won't evoke that on radio. We don't need to evoke that, no. It's been a long, difficult day, hasn't it, brother? We haven't been successful so far, but perhaps somewhere, somehow, we can see... It appears to be over there, look! It's Richard Dean Anderson, Mr. Richard Dean Anderson. We'd better go and interview him at once, Mr. Richard, Mr. Richard. Oh, he's looking over, he's coming over. Oh, hold up your media pass. Hello, hello, Mr. Anderson. Hello, Mr. Oh, my God, it's the hour of sex. We must go to pray. The liturgy, it demands our attention. Oh, of course, so much I'm talking to Thor here, another Thor. Hello, Thor. How you going? Do you know any jokes about Thor? A lot of bad puns about have you thought about it and all that. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I, I only knew it. Mine and the punchline was, you're Thor, I can hardly pith. So that was... I don't know. Okay, that's much better than mine. <laughs> so evoke your costume for the listener at home. What do you got here? Uh, well, I was lucky enough that my mum's a costume designer, so pretty much a free pass there. You're cheating. That's cheating, isn't it? I bought the helmet, though. So uh, well, that's... Yeah. Still cheating. Someone else made it. <laughs> just went and bought, like, fabric and just stitched it together. It's pretty easy, but yeah. That's a tip for everyone at home. And uh, who, else, who else do we have here? Avatarang. Avatarang. And uh, can you explain what character is that and what are you wearing? Because the listeners don't know necessarily what you look like. Alright, I'm from a Nickelodeon cartoon show called The Avatar. I'm the main character. I pretty much go around, I develop my skills and then I save the world. What uh, sort of skills do you develop, like barista skills, uh, cleaning, ty uh, ty typing words per minute, touch typing? I mean, besides from those, uh, I'm master of four elements, which is fire, water, earth and air. Oh, those, those are the four elements? I thought, where's Heart? I thought Heart came in. Got left out, that's Captain Planet, that guy's a loser. Oh, damn. Nah, well, he's alright. And then, yeah, so right now I'm wearing an orange sash, some cool khaki brown pants and a, and a belt. And I made all of this from Spotlight today, so that was pretty fun. The hairstyle is very cool. Is that part of the character? Uh, yeah, the hairstyle is renowned for the character, but I actually didn't know that OzCon was on today and I was going to do the haircut. Like last night I did it for World's Greatest Shave and raised like $400 and then... One of my friends, um, Silk Spectre here, was just like, oh, OzCon's on tomorrow, we should just totally dress up and go. So, made the costume this morning, a lot of people have been really liking it, and uh, yeah. Creative and a humanitarian doing it for World's Greatest Shave, he has an arrow on his head. Uh, do you have a matching arrow pointing in other bodily hair areas? Uh, that's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it can be useful to know where to land the airplane, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> And madam, what, can you evoke your costume for the people at home? Oh, hey, uh, I'm Silk Spectre, so I'm not the old-fashioned one, I'm the new kick-ass one, so pretty much skimpy as possible is, uh, is the look that you go for. <laughs> the women dressing for Comic-Con, it's difficult because a lot of the comic characters, uh, you don't have much choice. Most of them are, it's either skimpy or not. I mean, Batman in the comic shows off his muscles, but he can still dress as Batman without revealing much like a fat guy can be Batman and that's fine but if you're uh, a lot of the female characters show skin whether you want to or not is that a something a positive a negative a neutral something I mean how do you feel about that whole issue oh 
I don't know, like uh, in the movies it works well, you know, they look kick ass and they never flash, but in reality, so many people have asked me to do poses and, you know, do fly kicks, but when you're in this something this skimpy, like it's just not practical. You're going to end up doing something and something's going to end up falling off. So I don't know how they do it in the movies, but honestly, if I was a real life superhero, I'd be like full on armor. I would not be wearing this. <laughs> Everybody, a tailor is following them around, so whenever anything tears, they can fix it up on the spot. Or they have like some super magical power that holds their clothes onto them. Yeah, uh, his, mo his mother is a costume designer, so just get her to follow you around with a needle and thread behind. That should work. Be really, really handy. <laughs> no, no breakages then. Uh, and this is, is that your friend over there with the Adventure Time is acquaintance? Uh, yes, she's just wearing a beanie. <laughs> I've come dressed as the white whale from Moby Dick, uh, working on my blubber there. How do, you, how do you think I'm doing? Is it a good likeness? I, I can't say I'd take you as a whale, to be honest. <laughs> oh, well, uh, what about a, a large walrus? Maybe. maybe. Medium-sized walrus. A, a uh, walrus on a, on a diet, maybe. A walrus with body dysmorphia, maybe. Yes, I would say so. Um, and uh, just to Thor again, I've actually, I have indulged in cosplay my, myself. <laughs> I've, uh, I often hire prostitutes and make them dress as my dead mother. <laughs> it's, uh, it's innocent, it's innocent. I just get them to, you know, uh, cook some food and read gumnut babies to me, so. Yeah, just kind of talk to you a little bit harshly, but not too bad. So I'm, I'm wondering if I could contact your mother and give her my uh, prostitute's measurements and if she could perhaps, you know, whip something up for her. Oh, no, I reckon we could strike up a deal. I think one of the acacia men from the classic Gumnut Baby's tales could be, because I'm in the Gumnut Baby and I'm running away, and she chases me down. Uh, you know Gumnut Babies have their little bare-assed thing in the... Yeah, yeah, and the acacia monster can take me back to his dungeon, or her dungeon in this case. It's terribly ironic, because my mum actually read me those books as well. <laughs> a bit of creativity, a spotlight store, um, and uh, wonders can happen. <laughs> and just a good mom. My mum was also good before the accident. There we go. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Hello there, Mr. Deadpool. Uh, so can you evoke your costume for the people at home? Uh, basically, two swords, gun, knife, and lots and lots of red. Deadpool's an assassin, is that right? Yeah, mercenary more than assassin. There's a lot of cosplay here. What we would like to see is some cosby play, where people are in costume, recite famous lines from Cosby, Bill Cosby and his various incarnations. Uh, is there a Cosby line you particularly like to say? Here we go. Cosby play, live at the Comic Con. It was because of my father that from the ages of 7-15, I thought that my name was Jesus Christ and my brother, Russell, thought that his name was Dammit. Dammit, will you stop all that noise? And Jesus Christ, sit down! One day, I'm out playing in the rain and my father yelled, Dammit, will you get back in here? I said, Dad, I'm Jesus Christ. Cosby play live here at the at the at Lake Comic Con, ma'am. So you are Harley Quinn. Yep. He split up from the Joker recently. I understand. She split up canonically. Yeah, I know, but I didn't want to. So is is it a hard break? Are you going through a tough time? Deadpool is consoling you. He is. He's doing a really good job. Would you like to do some Cosby play with us? So Bill Cosby. Sure. Put the bitch on the phone. Put the bitch on the phone. The bitch can't make it to the phone. I'm here though. If you so much as call, talk to, or think about Diane, so help me, I will do things to you. So help me, I'll do things to you. Oh, Cosby play live. Hang on, we'll just have Jim. We'll just have Jim rate the Cosby play. How was that Cosby play? Do you think? Oh, she totally wins an Oscar for uh, best actress in a musical or comedy.
Better or worse than the real Cosby? Uh, I'm going to go with better. I'd rather be trapped in an elevator with this Cosby than the other Cosby. Yes, yeah, true. Also, she has a gun. The other Cosby has old man smell. Yeah, he's kind of senile now too, isn't he? And he just moan about his dead son. <laughs> do, you, do you ever moan about your dead son? No, just my dead joker. This is Jewel State, and I hate the role-playing hour because I asked them to feed my fish, and then they fed my fish too much, and now my fish has body image issues. I'm here with Jim on day two of Oz Comic Con. How are you feeling, Jim? I'm feeling amazing. And uh, what do you think of the, uh, how would you describe the aroma here on day two of Oz Comic Con? Musty. Pungent. Uh... I got nothing else. It's pretty musty and pungent. Yeah, that pretty much describes it all. It, it's, it's full of nerds. What do you expect? I have literally, uh, in my course of being here, had about eight people fart while directly in front of me because there's such a big crowd. They think, oh, I'll just do that and no one will notice. People are so rude sometimes. I mean, just because you're in a crowd doesn't mean you can get away with shit, man. People need to teach nerds good farting etiquette. Exactly. You go in a corner and let it waft. I'm just going to start whacking people in the back of the head. Maybe it's just because they're so, I don't know, I want to use the word moist, but I, I can't think of it. You know, there's a lot of sexual tension in here. There's nerds surrounded by other nerds, surrounded by people that are from nerd shows. So it's nerd pheromones that we're smelling. It could be. It could Released be. Like, a, like a pollen into the air. It's kind of like the uh, disembodied alien intelligence. It's like <laughs> one giant fart cloud. Ooh, burn. At the SA Library stand, we saw a familiar face. Oh my god, here we are. Here is Tom from Bleep. Hello guys, how are you? It seems like you're working in some sort of sweatshop here for the government. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm, uh, I'm making badges for anybody that wants them. Has it been popular so far? It really has. We've already made like a thousand of them and it's been very good. See, uh, we were convinced last episode that you'd been turned into a human babushka doll, that uh, Steve from Bleep had uh, hollowed you out, filled you with dead babies, and tied you up with a football string. Obviously, that's not true. Well, well they revived me to make badges. <laughs> <laughs> they used their arcane... They probably have the Necronomicon somewhere in the SA library system, so they just dug it out. They have everything, <laughs> especially graphic novels. So, uh, there, there are a bunch of books lying around, so you can just tear up any book and get a badge made, is that right? Pretty much. These ones here are not for tearing, because they're too good, but those ones over there, if you want a badge made, you can make one. It's very nice. I was going to say, because you've got Tom Strong here, which is a fantastic comic, I would have been sad if that had been getting torn up. Exactly. That, that, that's just too good to be, uh, to be torn. Before they uh, take you home and, uh, and undo the spell that brought you back to life to re return you to your eternal slumber, you should have a quick read of Tom Strong, because it's quite good. Yes, maybe I will. What is the biggest side benefit of working in the library system besides getting pulled along to these kind of events? Hmm, I don't know. I don't think there are any other perks. Uh, this is pretty much it. Sometimes they let me go to swimming pools and, and hang out with kids, which sounds dodgy, but, you know. Jimmy Savile would like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How would you describe the general aroma here today at day two of Oz Comic Con? <laughs> it's um, potent. And, and sweaty. <laughs> it is rather um, piquant. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It's yesterday wasn't so bad, today, I don't know. So, um, yeah, if you can use your badges to um, close up any particular offensive bodily orifices on any of your customers, that could be a big benefit to everybody. 
I will try my best. I'll try and place the badges myself to close bits. Again, Jimmy Saver would love it. Thank you very much for being to us, sir. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Can you evoke your costume for the people at home, ma'am? So there's goggles, there's wings. What, can you describe the rest of what you have? Um, steampunk. It's more Victorian, punky. Ah, it's hard to explain. So it's not a, it's not a specific character. It's, uh, it's a costume you made up yourself. Um, yeah, it's more of a fashion style than anything. How would you describe the smell here uh, at Oz Comic Con in day two? How are, you, how are you coping with the, the aroma of a thousand nerds packed into a, a, a small environment? The sweet smell of nerdism. <laughs> we were wondering if it was pheromones, because, you know, the nerds are here and the idols are over there, and so maybe like a triffid or like some plant creature, they're, they're emitting their pollen, the, the nerd pollen, to attract the stars like William Shatner and Richard Dean Anderson. Do you think that could be, there could be some truth in that? Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. Yeah, maybe my, my nostrils just aren't attuned to the natural beauty of that scent. I just learned earlier that furries have a fursona. <laughs> so yours would be a persona. I don't know. That there's not a steampunk word we can put into that. Steam sona. No. Steam so No. I'm just a steam girl. Uh, well, uh, would you like to give a shout out to anybody? Um, all the nerds. All the nerds. It's, it's, oh look, it's Mr. Jason Momoa. Look how handsome and strong he is. He's like St. George, wouldn't you say? Oh my, he's very large. I wonder if he'll agree to play St. George in the movie we're making right now. Oh, that would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Because they made that awful Luther movie. Did you see that Luther where they, oh, they're, they're celebrating that, that heretic? That shocking heathen. Why would he, someone allow that to be broadcast? So St. George, we must glorify his name and the pure Catholic Church. Yes, indeed. He can slay dragons for us and everything. The Order of the Black Monks. Oh, there he is. Oh, yes, Mr. Jason, Mr. Momoa, Mr. Momoa. Oh, it's, it's the Hour of Knowns. Oh, oh, we'd better go and pray then. We'd better go and sing and pray. Yes, indeed. Prayer's a much better in song. Yes. Hello, ma'am, and uh, we're at a, a shop here. Can you describe the shop? What, 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 where are we? Um, here at Comic Con Adelaide, um, this store is called One Day in Paradise, and we specialize in selling Japanese kawaii street fashion, specifically Lolita fashion. Frilly and lacy things everywhere. It's quite a, quite a delight being here. Um, I actually have, I know an Antarctic explorer, um, He's, uh, he's lived a very hard and savage life, but I think he might be interested. Lacey Bumthorpe! Lacey! Yes, hello, yes, yes. Uh, does anything here take your fancy, Lacey Bumthorpe? We have uh, many frilly dresses, some doily-like contrivances. Uh, yes, absolutely. I'm a bit worried that none of it would fit me, but apart from that, it all looks wonderful. Do you think anything? you have anything in Lacey Bumthorpe's size? Well, for his physique, which is a male physique, um, we could possibly have something that could fit him, but it would be in a women's cut. We do sizes from 6 to 16. He's okay with that. But, yeah, it, again, it depends on the colours that he might be interested in. Does he want pink? Does he want black? Does he want blue? Um, I'm quite happy with all of the above. He, uh, he enjoys all the colours of the rainbow. Um, and so you said it's like a spe it's a specific Japanese thing, did you say? So and what what's it called? Lolita fashion. Uh, uh, so what's the what's the cultural background there that w we need to understand? So I'll evoke. I mean, you're wearing a, you've got a bow in your hair. You've got like a frilly. It's got frilly shoulder thing dress. Um, there are a number of Japanese fashion companies. Um, 
who produced this particular type of fashion out of Japan. It's based on Victorian and Rococo period styles. Um, unfortunately, it does sh share an, un an unfortunate name with the book, um, Vladimir Nabokov's Lolita, but um, being a Lolita and Lolita fashion is about being feminine and looking like a doll and primarily like just enjoying like looking and feeling beautiful every day. You must, you must get a lot of Google hits. Well, when I, whenever I do do the Google page ranking, like searches, it does come up number one. Which there we go, yes. That's the point. <laughs> SEO is a very important thing. <laughs> we, yes, that, that's something. If you want keywords in your title to look for, Lolita wouldn't necessarily do you any harm having that in your search thing. Although, then maybe you might, when you are searching for it intentionally, you might come across... <laughs> yeah. You would need to use the keywords Lolita Australia and it'll be the first hit that you receive. I don't know enough about Japanese culture, but the influence back and forth within the Western Japan is very uh, interesting because back in like the Victorian era or whenever it was, you know, there'd be people would always have the Japanese and Chinese art and it was, there was a big fashion for that. And then, you know, Disney influenced Japan after World War II and then a lot of manga stuff came out of that and then influenced the West again. And so there's a lot of back and forth stuff. And this seems like another phase of that where it, it goes to Japan and then comes back in a new form? Well, um, Japan um, and Japanese people in particular has always had a particular fondness for Western countries, specifically Germany, France and England. And you'll see that when, when you look at a lot of the designs, you'll see that a lot of the themes that they have are very French, German, English. It depends on what they're producing at the time because most of the, most of the products they produce, the dresses, the accessories, skirts, um, they will have one, you know, like a fairy tale from Hans Christian Andersen, like say he's Danish, but you know, um, or they'll or they'll or they'll call their pieces by French names or German names or English names. They won't actually call it by a Japanese name. It's quite rare that they'll do that. So um, this particular dress that I'm wearing, it's called a jumper skirt. Um, this one is called um, Secret Scent, and it's actually called that in Japanese. It's not. It, it doesn't have a Japanese name. So <laughs> it's got an English name. <laughs> Oh, magazines. All right. Um, Gothic Lolita Bible. Yes, the Gothic and Lolita Bible, also known as G the GLB, is is the Bible for the Lolita fashion industry. I mean, it's very Alice in Wonderland, it really, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. Um, a lot, a lot of the items that are produced by these Japanese fashion companies are inspired by Alice in Wonderland or take elements from Alice in Wonderland. Um, most recently, um, Baby the Stars Shine Bright, which is one of Japan's biggest Lolita fashion companies, um, they produced a series for their sub-brand Alice and the Pirates and it was called Alice's Tear Bottle. Yeah. I think I prefer this to onesies, but uh, <laughs> so we... We have so we ha it's interesting. So we ha in Japan, there are a whole bunch of uh, young people who are idolizing the West and wishing that they could be, you know, uh, in a part of Western culture. And then in in Australia and places like that, we've got all these people who are just wishing they were in Japan. We should do some sort of hostage swap, some sort of you know negotiation trade trade kids for arms or something. Well. Um, like there is a Japanese fascination for everything that's Western, um, there is equally uh, a Western fascination with everything that's Japanese. So yeah, you do. It does go both ways, and people are equally ex as excited with Western things and Japanese things. It's just we think that you know our Western things are not quite as exciting, and Japanese people sometimes think that their things are not quite as exciting because it's all both normal to us. But when when we lo look at each other's like cultures, 
you know, we, we're both equally as fascinated and I think that's so interesting. We can just say that if you are searching for Lolita in Google, we hope you are searching for Lolita fashion because otherwise, naughty, naughty you, slap on the wrist, please. Thank you for speaking to us, ma'am. Thank you very much. Lisa Bumthorpe, how do you feel about the dress you bought from Lolita fashion? Uh, I'm a bit worried that it covers a bit too much of my body. Yeah, I, I really thought buying something from a place called Lolita, it would show a lot more flesh. I, I, I am a bit concerned that you um, have shown so much interest in this Lolita culture. You're a dirty boy, you realise that, Lacey Bumthorpe. A dirty, dirty boy. Well, you started it. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Dalek. Now, will you be happy to do some Cosby play for us? Now you listen to me, you little bag of pig puke. You mention one word to anybody about this, and so help me, I'll do things to you that you can't even imagine. You try to threaten me, I don't get frightened. I give frightened, you little chwerp. What do you think about this? There we go, so that was uh, Cosby from Ghost Dad. Uh, did you feel the Cosby while you were saying those lines, Mr. Dalek, sir? Exterminate! Exterminate! I think he wants me to leave. I'll go. Bye-bye. This is Patricia Quinn, and I hate role-playing R because I was nice, and I asked for nothing, and those bastards gave me nothing in abundance. Now I'm speaking to uh, one of the good people from Adelaide Comic Centre. How are you enjoying Comic-Con so far? It is very full-on. We are having a great time down here. What's been your own personal highlight? <laughs> um, personal highlight. Uh, look, selling uh, Conan comic books to uh, Jason... Um, oh, I can't remember. Momoa? Momoa, thank you. I oh. Mimosa. You've been you've been that close to Mr. Mimosa. Wow. I have, and he was like, you know, hey, do you have any Conan? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you know, this is me. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was pretty good. I've noticed that the smell on day two of Oz Comic Con is a bit more pungent than it was yesterday. You're not so bad because you're near an entrance here, but how are you coping with the smell? And do you have any tips for people to help cope with the smell on the second day of a convention like this? Look, I think if you always have some coffee near you, coffee kind of drowns out every smell available. Um, if not, then it's just always nice to kind of, you know, head to the bathroom, refresh, make sure everybody's, you know, and I'm not just talking about me, like everybody needs to do that. How would you describe the smell if you had to put it into a few words? Um, kind of a mix of, you know, just sweat and shame, I think is probably the, the big one, yeah. <laughs> I think I'd describe it as B-O, yeah. That's yeah, B-O, yeah. Now, you're selling a lot of onesies. That's a big part of your business here, I think. Um, uh, and do, can onesies, because a lot of people have been walking in front of me and thinking they can do a silent but deadly and they do it right into me because they think there's so many people they won't know who did it. Can a onesie contain a secret nerd fart? Look, I think it's just, unless you're an astronaut, don't go in the suit. Like, that's probably just a good, good thing to live by. Um, these ones don't have butt flaps, so I totally wouldn't, wouldn't imagine it either. You couldn't, like, hang a little uh, air freshener for a car in there and just hope that it uh, seals things up? You could, but I wouldn't bet my last farm on it, no. <laughs> I'm here with Mr. Woody from Toy Story. Hello, Mr. Woody. Howdy, partner. Now tell me, has anyone been playing with you today? I've had a few, had a few guys come up. We had the kids, let them wear the hat and everything. Now, uh, being made of wood must be a blessing because um, therefore you have no sense of smell here on day two of Oz Comic Con. Is it a blessing not to be able to smell? 
Uh, I've had plenty of smells. Obviously, obviously the fans. Where is it? Where is Buzz Lightyear? I heard you had a falling out. Something to do with, I don't know, a domestic disturbance. There was some sort of. Uh, obviously, if you listen to this Buzz while you're out there fighting evil Leopard Zerg, uh, go for it, go for it, buddy. I'm rooting for you on Earth. Is it true then that he he did run out into the street from a party of yours uh, without his spacesuit on, uh, drunk? And when the police tried to hold him down, he was ranting about how the Jews control the toy industry. Is that true or is that false? I don't know where these guys are getting it from. Okay, so you heard it from Woody. Not true. It's all exaggeration. Thank you, Mr. Woody, sir. No problem, buddy. Anytime. Hello, I'm here with uh, Ms. Supergirl. Hello, Ms. Supergirl. Hi. Can you evoke your costume? I mean, people probably know what Supergirl looks like, but can you evoke your costume for the listeners at home? Yes, today I am wearing the Super 52 version, so I've got a nice leotard with long sleeves and a long red flowy cape. So Supergirl's one weakness is kryptonite, is that correct? Yes. My one weakness is uh, being hit in the face with a hockey puck. That's my only weakness. Everything else I'm immune to, just that one thing I'm particularly vulnerable to. Oh, well, that could be a lot of fun. I often, I mean, I sometimes indulge in a bit of uh, cosplay myself. I often make my wife dress as my cousin. Nice. Are you from Tasmania? Thank you for speaking to us, Ms. Girl. No worries. I believe I'm here with the Gianna sisters. Is that true? Kind of. Kind of. Uh, can you evoke your costume for the people at home, ladies? You're the boss, obviously. You're the second player character. We don't need to talk, speak to you. Let's speak to the boss. <laughs> uh... Some giggling. It's fun here. It's fun. But what, what can you describe? On the radio, people won't be able to see your costume, so can you describe your costumes to the people at home? Green tops and tutus. <laughs> to create the impression that you are? Mario and Luigi. Mario and Luigi. Female Mario and Luigi's, Luigi, Luigi, whatever that. How did you prepare uh, your costumes today? Um, six months planning and parents' help. Parents help. That's all. It's, it's, and <laughs> there we go. There's a good tip for Comic Con. Uh, parents help. Parents money. Always a plus. Do you ever feel like you're in Mario's shadow? Would you like to escape? Perhaps I know a guy. You only have to give him $200. Uh, he can make sure that uh, Mario is uh, out of commission for about six months. <laughs> all right. All right, deal. All right, I'll meet you at the back. The guy, look, he, he doesn't look healthy. I mean, he does have a drug problem, but that's why it's so cheap. <laughs> All right. You didn't hear anything, Mario. Just continue on. Just continue having a good time. Thank you very much. Had a few too many Thanks. mushrooms. <laughs> I'm here speaking to a stormtrooper. Hello, sir. Hey, dude. Can we get some Cosby play, Mr. Stormtrooper, sir? Hey, hey, hey. It's Fat Albert. Ma'am, can you evoke your costume for the people at home? I'm dressed as Missouri Shiriki from Rosario Vampire. Uh-huh. Now, I'm not familiar with a lot of the... Um, uh, is it Japanese, is it? I'm not familiar. So can you uh, uh, tell us about the character that you're portraying and what it looks like? Because obviously people at home can't see. Well, if there's a photo, they can, but... Um, she's a snow fairy. She goes to the school for monsters where they're learning to disguise themselves as humans, hence her human form. She has purple hair, blue eyes. I'm partial monster transformation, which is why I have an ice claw. And as a snow fairy, she gets easily obsessed and stalks people. I've been here several decades on this earth and I still haven't worked out how to disguise myself as a human, so if you've got any tips for me, that'd be very much appreciated. Anyway, how can, how can I make myself look more human? 
Probably by not breaking the school rules every single episode and transforming into partial monsters. That's probably a bad idea. That's what they do in the show, always transforming? Yeah, the number one rule is do not reveal your monster form, and almost every episode they get in a fight and break it. Is it a metaphor for puberty or something? What is it? No, they're meant to be disguising themselves, and they just really suck at it. Okay, okay, and we, we've got a lot of other people. Sir, can you evoke your costume for the people at home? I'm actually a Zangoose, a Pokemon, third-gen Pokemon. Zangoose? Yes. Um, uh, well, so what's the, tell, me, tell me about the mythos of your um, character. Well, I'm a Pokemon. There's not really too much else to it. So Pokemons, you got to catch them all, that's all I need to know. What else? What is a Pokemon exactly? It's an animal, and it fights for people. Is that what it is? Mostly, yeah. And I'm the best one. So it's like dogfighting. It's like a show celebrating like cockfighting or illegal dogfighting. Yeah, mostly. And we have a nurse. Are you a nurse? Yeah, nurse joy from Pokemon. Okay, and so you heal the uh, animals that are injured in the illegal dogfights? <laughs> Sometimes, not all the time. Um, how, do you, how, do you, how are you finding the smell here on day two of Oz Comic Con? I think everyone showered today, which is nice for a change. Are you sure? I hope so. I've only been here an hour, so we'll see how it is at the end of the day. To me, it smells like uh, a thousand nerds did one push-up. So basically, it smells t like just uh, appalling. It's a bit damp in here as well, yeah. Sweaty, disgusting. And who do we have back here? You've got a name tag in Japanese. I'm Hibari from Semran Kagura. Hibari! <laughs> yeah. So you have a pink wig. And, uh, what are we and, and what is it? It's a gym uniform. A gym uniform. So you're training the Pokemons? or? No, no, I'm, I'm not from Pokemon. I'm, I'm a ninja in training. Uh, how many belts are there at ninja school and what colour are they? No, I'm a freshman at ninja school. So. Yeah. I did um, two lessons of Krav Maga. You had to pay for the third. Um, how, how well do you think I could go up to you to against you toe-to-toe -to -toe in a fist fight? You'd probably win because I'm not exactly the best ninja. But really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of pathetic, but I can summon rabbits, so that's all right. See, I was thinking I'd be there, I'd, and I'd look for you, and I wouldn't even see you in the arena. Then you'd drop from the roof, scissor kick me. <laughs> no, I'd probably just fall on myself. Well, that's another tactic that po could possibly work. Yeah, just play dead, pretty much. I'm cosplaying as Dame Edna with a hangover. How do you think I'm doing? You're doing quite well. I, I think I captured that indeterminate sexuality, the agedness, the general tiredness that that implies. I think, I think you look beautiful. That kind of desperate, uh, broken humanity. Pretty much. <laughs> what has been your highlight? I've only been here like an hour, so all the little kids though are freaking adorable. So yeah, I think it's my highlight. The kids have seen the cartoons and so you're popular with the kids. Um, they haven't seen what I'm from because it's still current. It's still running, and it's probably a bit more mature game. But oh, one of those cartoons. Not, not to an, not that bad. One of those cartoons. Okay, but no, there's lots of little kids that are recognising them because they're from Pokemon, and it's it's really cute. That is good. If the kids can come down here and get t terribly confused. All the people from TV are alive. What is reality? What is fantasy? Their sanity can be shattered in some H.P. Lovecraft type way. Hello, ma'am, and um, can you describe what your uh, fine stall is selling here today? All kinds of different and unique stuff. You have some pelts on the wall from a variety of animals that you have uh, slain. I I'm seeing kitty ears that are purple, so you probably dyed some form of big cat and then slain it. Actually, no, it's all baby seal. I go out and club them myself. Yes, uh, and then once I'm done with that, I dye them, as, as you've quite quickly pointed out. And um, yeah, they look wonderful. 
You get that lovely soft fur if you use a very blunt instrument, though, so. Do you want to buy any kitty ears? Uh, I was thinking of some pony ears. We can make Steve from Bleep wear the kitty ears. We should get him the kitty ear and tail set. Ah, there's tails as well. Ah, I'm seeing the erotic possibility. Not for, not for Steve from Bleep, for, for anything else. Um, and, uh, do you have any other fetish gear under the counter? Yes, indeed I do. My ponytails can double as fetish whips. Uh, yes, hang on, I'll grab one and show you. Thank you very much. I'm here with Mr. Yip Yip Alien. Hello, Mr. Yip Yip. Hello. Now, uh, how would you describe the, uh, the aroma here on day two of Oz Comic Con? Oh, not Earth. Nope, 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 nope. It's, 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 yes, it's rather, rather pungent, isn't it? Um, could we talk about, you're supposed to be educational. Usually there's some sort of educational thing we're talking about. I'm, I myself am a fat nerd, so let's combine those words. Fat balding nerd, let's combine those words into one sentence. Fat. Balding. Nerd. Fat. Balding. Nerd. How's Elmo? Elmo is dinner. Ah, uh, uh, he was he was tickling in some unusual circles, is what I heard. Ah, must talk to him. Okay, so uh, here is a Gorn. William Shatton is here, and there's also one of his enemies that I believe gave him tinnitus. A Gorn, hello, sir. Hi, how are you? <laughs> now uh, we've we're here with some cosplayers, and we've been getting them to do Cosby play lines that Cosby has said in his various incarnations. I wonder if you'd like to join us for a bit of Cosby. Play. Here is a good one. This is from Fat Albert. Hey, 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 love to play tackle. And uh, now, because it, it must be odd when you're in the suit and no one can really see your face, uh, they probably treat you a bit differently. Any, any unusual things have happened to you on the weekend while you're wearing the Gorn suit, or it's all been very straightforward and okay? Actually, it's been pretty good. More babies have not cried with me in the mask than normal. Well, that, that's always a plus, unless you hate babies. Do you hate babies? Um, they're quite tasty. Ah, there we go. Theberton Senior College you're standing in front of. Uh, the skills center. <laughs> so obviously, a Gorn is a perfect advertisement for building skills. Well, this all tearing them down too, I guess. No, we're we're a, we're a high school, senior high school, and we come here to advertise our courses. And every time we come to a con, we do a different theme. So this year, with Bill being here, we went with the Star Trek. Watch out for any guys with uh, bamboo, diamonds, sulfur, anything like that. It could be dangerous. It could be very dangerous. But I think me and Shatner right now, I, I could take him. Did you meet? Have you met Shatner? Did you get an autograph? We actually got a photo with him. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. That's a memory to lock in the box of your heart and keep forever. We saw a man in a sniper's camouflaging ghillie suit. I'm speaking to a man in costume. Obviously, people on the radio, they can't see the costume. You could describe any costume you like, and they would be forced to imagine you that way. But um, can you describe your costume for the people at home? Uh, let's just say it's all grass and bush. It's a ghillie suit. <laughs> grass and bush. That sounds like a good weekend. Yes, yeah, not the sex play, though. I, oh, actually, hang on. Oh, a friend of mine is just uh, coming up. Uh, I believe he wants to speak to you. Mate, oh, how much for an ounce of your costume? Oh, come on, it's about 40 hundred. Oh, it looks like fresh northern gear. What is that, Jamaica Red? Oh, easy. I keep chased by the cops all the time. Oh, mate, you're my hero. You're like the mascot of me life. I want you to come and live under me bed. Just roll me up and smoke. Oh, this is fantastic, mate. Can I give you a large cuddle? Easy, go for it. Oh, it's so good! Uh, sir, uh, get out of here, Roland. 
What do you think of my costume? I'm going as um, uh, my own evil twin brother, who I have been grappling with since I was uh, in the womb. We, had, we were locked in a life and death struggle. Uh, I wrapped the umbilical cord around him and tried to kill him, but still he lives. How do you think my costume's doing? Actually, pretty good. You just need to have like someone's head around your arm, strangling them. That's true. Although I do it. Just get a mannequin of yourself, I reckon. Yeah, we're not identical twins. I look completely different to this usually, but. Oh, is it male or female? Uh, actually, I'm a, a, a tall Mexican um, flamenco dancer. That's your twin, is it? <laughs> All right. Well, that, no, that's me. I'm dressed as my twin. My twin looks like some uh, ugly, paunchy Adelaidean uh, reject, but I'm a handsome Mexican Latin flamenco dancer. So same parents though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, same womb. I mean... So Jim, no one would do my gag about the uh, novelty pillows for sale. Um, no one would do my gag about the weapons for sale. All these store people are very um, timid. Damn it. I'm just gonna... Can you pretend to be a pillow salesperson, Jim? Of course I can. This is all they needed to do. This is, this is how hard it was. Hello, I'd like to purchase this pillow. Can you tell me, uh, is it easy to wash human bodily fluids out of this novelty pillow? Um, I, I think so. If I rub it very hard, will it turn into a real boy? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with yes. I'm so desperately lonely. See, was that so hard? That's all they had to do. Yes. Jesus. It's always good when someone's doing something a bit different, and you guys are from Black Swan, is that right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, what inspired you to cosplay as... Uh, everyone else is a superhero. We've seen a million, you know, jokers and things like that, but you're different. What, what inspired you to be different? Everybody goes for something that everybody knows and is really popular. I was going for something that had moved me, and the movie really moved me, and so I wanted to be different and stand out. One scene of the movie I remember in particular moved me, but well, sorry, a flashback. No, uh, it, there's a. Now we're getting some cosplayers, and we're uh, doing what we call Cosby play. We're getting lines that Bill Cosby has said throughout his career, and um, they are then reading the Bill Cosby lines. Do you know who Bill Cosby is? Uh, yes, I do. Yes. Well, we have one here. If you'd like to do, join us in some Cosby play, it's from the Cosby Show. Claire, we don't even know if the join is Theo's, and you already got the boy going to Turkey. Did you feel the Cosby in your soul when you said that line? I totally felt it. It was there. How's the smell been at uh, Comic-Con today? Well, being that there's a lot of nerds around here, it's a bit of B.O. <laughs> Any other adjectives you'd use? Desperation. So, Jim, here we are at the end of the second day, approaching the end of Oz Comic-Con 2013. We've seen many memorable things. We've smelled many memorable things. We've taken photos of many cleavages. How do you feel at the end <laughs> of proceedings? Slightly unsatisfied, but... What would have satisfied you? What did you... What is missing? What was it missing? Jason Momoa, Aaron Ashmore. They were there, we just couldn't afford to see them. No. Well, I probably could have, but, you know, lazy. Yes, well... <laughs> we look back and we think... Oh, look, it's Mr. Mr. Jed Brophy. He played a dwarf, I believe, which is uh, some sort of uh, creature from pagan religion. Oh, wonderful. Well, that sounds slender. We should get that interview for certain. Yes, let's go and speak to him. Mr. Jed... Mr. Oh, oh, no, I've been fasting for so many days, I don't think I can stand, uh, bro. 
Oh, 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 I'd, I'd best drag him off to a tent. 